Today we're going to talk about five tips for finding the right equipment financing company mm -hmm. for you. And before we get into the meat of the topic, I, I want to talk a little bit about a, an article I saw in, well, it's not the newspaper anymore. No one, nobody reads newspapers, but we, we get our news online. And there was an article about a Raising Cane's. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they have Raising Cane's everywhere. They're just kind of recent to Las Vegas. It's that chicken finger place. If you have it near you, you know what it is. Yeah, there's always, there's always a big giant line mm -hmm. of people wanting to buy the chicken fingers. And actually, they're, they're pretty good. I don't eat a lot of that kind of stuff, but they're pretty good. Best in the world. Yeah. Well, anyway, Raising Cane signed a lease to move into a mall in Indiana. They, they signed a 10-year lease, and it turned out there was also a McDonald's in the mall, which isn't that interesting, except for the fact that the McDonald's had a clause in their lease that said nobody else in that mall could sell any form of fried chicken, which obviously includes chicken fingers. And right. by this time, they're already... They spent like a million dollars by the time that they figure this out, right? Not only did they spend a million dollars, but they are on the hook for this lease for, for 10 years. I mean, you're ta talking, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how many million dollars, but it's a lot. It's a, a lot of money. Right. And... They are suing, uh, Raising Cane's is suing this mall, and the folks at the mall said, well, you should have read the contract better. This sort of thing happens a lot where a company will hide something in a contract, mm -hmm. whether it's for real estate or buying something online or anything else. And when you're trying to do business with a company that isn't playing straight with you, you have to play detective or you have to play lawyer in order to negotiate a good business deal. But if you deal with the right kind of company, you don't have to worry that something's going to hit you on the back on the way out. That's exactly right. Yeah, that, that whole story about raising canes in that mall in Indiana really resonated with me. Um, being in this industry now for over 20 years, I have seen a lot go down. And the whole, uh, you should have read your contract is a very common phrase in this, in this industry. What happens, like what do people see, what do people not see in a contract? What are the gotchas in like the contracts in our industry? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, you don't have to take my word for it. You can, you can find these things on the internet, uh, usually like Trustpilot and things like that will, will hone in on it. But, um, uh, a lot of them have to do with, uh, well, they told me that this was going to be a purchase agreement or a dollar buyout lease, and now it turns out it's a fair market value lease. So somebody buying like a, let's just say they buy a, a $75,000 dump truck, for instance. Um, you know, they pay all their monthly payments, and then at the end they think that they own it. But in, in, in a sense, they were actually only renting it for the duration of the lease. And now if they want to own it, they have to pay what it's worth. Well, if they're in a five-year contract, five years ago, that truck may have cost $75,000. Today, it may be worth still fifty dollars or $60,000. It depends on the market. And um, there, there are a lot of companies out there that are um, being told, oh, nope, you don't own that equipment. You've been renting it. You've completed your term. And now you have the option to purchase it if you'd like. Here you go. So this $75,000 dump truck turns into... 
you know, potentially uh, a $200,000 purchase after all said and done if the company decides to buy the dump truck. That's just, that's one example. So I'm glad you mentioned that because that gets us into our first tip, which is looking at online reviews. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Trustpilot, but there's other places that us and other companies in the industry get reviewed, mm-hmm. like uh, the Better Business Bureau, mm-hmm. there's Google, there's Yelp, obviously there's Trustpilot, and there's got to be at least a, a dozen other places that theoretically you could find reviews, but what should someone look at or what should someone look for in terms of reviews? Well, when you're reading reviews, you have to kind of take some of it at face value, right? Because you don't know the situation. You can't look at a, a pissed off customer and just assume that they were 100% in the right and the company was 100% in the wrong. So what I t- tend to do is I tend to read through and I just look for the overall tone is what, I, is what I've done in the past. When, when I see customer after customer talking about smoke and mirrors being lied to, this company is a fraud. Um, you know, these are all headlines from actual reviews on Trustpilot that I've seen of some of our competitors. That tells me something about the organization, um, you know, how they train their salespeople and what they're willing to accept as far as negative reviews and, you know, how much do they even care about what the customer has to say at the end of the day. So I, I look for the whole general vibe of what I'm seeing, right? You see one or two reviews, they probably haven't been around for that long. You see 200 reviews, for, ex- for example, maybe only 10% of those are negative reviews. So maybe 20 of those. But if all 20 of them are talking about how they're getting lied to, they're getting scammed, that tells me something. It tells me that that 10% of the people are the only 10% that have uncovered something that that company is doing to their customers. That leads us to the second tip, which is look for complaints. Rob, what's the difference between a review and a complaint? Well, a complaint is a bad review. But also, there are certain sites that only do complaints. Uh, one of them is like there's there's pissed consumer, pissed consumer, pissed off customer, pissed off uh, I, yeah, pissed off pissedconsumer.com or the ripoff report. More importantly, you could go look at the reviews and you could filter by one star reviews mm-hmm. and look through them. But don't only look at what the customers are saying. It's important to look at what the company is saying. Mm-hmm in response to these reviews because the company's attitude will tell you a lot about what they are like to deal with. For example, there was one company that that you showed me that had an angry review uh, or a a negative review and they they had something really bad. Yeah, so the customer or potential customer rather had, um, you know, been stating that they've been ripped off, like they kept, they were being told one thing and they were being presented something else and then their explanation was always, well, there was a mistake, sorry about that. And so the customer ended up not doing business with this uh, particular competitor um, and decided to write about it. And instead of taking the high road and, um, you know, at this point the high road could have been just ignore the complaint for this co- company, but what they did is they responded and said things like, well, it looks like you go around on review sites and write bad reviews for, for a lot of companies, so it doesn't look like anybody can help you. Like, that was their response. Like, they didn't have anything, anything to say about the customer's comments. They spent their time reviewing, uh, uh, responding to the review by trashing the reviewer. 
It just shows how much or how little they, they actually care about what's going on behind those doors of that business. Absolutely, because I will mention that searching for financing for your business, if you have challenged credit mm -hmm. or if you're a startup business, can be a very emotional time. And so a lot of times we'll get a customer who's nervous or, or even accusatory or yelling at us, mm -hmm. but it's important to understand where they're coming from. And if you can understand where folks are coming from, it's a lot easier to be able to help them, even if the help them is telling them, well, you need to have better credit and then you can come back to us. Right. But treating, treating them like a mark or treating them like a nuisance is never good for anybody. No, at that point, you're, you're almost just like belittling them as a human being when you know, they're just out there trying to do the, the best that they can. They're trying to make good decisions when they buy equipment. Um, because that impacts them, their business, their families, their employees' families, their customers. Um, you know, there's a big chain reaction. And so they're trying to make good, good business decisions. And when, when companies talk poorly about their customers in that way, quite frankly, again, it just shows it's a, it's a real peek behind the curtain. Um, what is that company's main intent? Uh, Self-preservation comes to mind when I, when I see something like that, right? It's not about making the customer experience better for the next customer or owning up and having some taking some responsibility it's simply self-preservation at that point to the point of feeling like uh, you need to be defensive now, what do you have what is there to be defensive about not everybody's going to agree not every customer is going to take the deal um, but getting defensive is just an emotional response to the customer's decision and um, if you're in a situation where there's a disagreement i don't know we tend to err on the side of compassion. And if we don't understand, we get curious. Yeah, totally. And so let's move on past what you can find online because mm -hmm. tip number three is to be cautious of companies that ask for money before they've given you a full approval. So we work with the same lenders that all of our competitors work with. None of our lenders ask us for any money to get an approval. Does an approval, getting an approval, does that cost us time and money? Yeah, of course it does, right? We have the salesperson, we have the technology, we have the credit person, and then obviously the bank is spending time reviewing and analyzing a deal. Um, but that's part of a cost of doing business. Yeah, it is part of the cost of doing business, but if you do your business right, those costs all wash out. Just yes. like we have to spend money on marketing online uh, we spend thousands of dollars every month with Google, mm -hmm. but we only expect a small portion of the people that actually click on that ad right. to actually end up becoming a customer. Right. It's just strong arm tactics. Like, here, give me some money. Well, what's my payment? Well, I don't know. It's probably going to be right around here, but I need some money in order to go get you an approval. What happens when we get the approval? Then we'll fund the deal. What if I don't like the terms? Well, then we keep your money. That's basically what a customer is looking forward to when they send in money before they have an approval, am I right? Yeah, and that's pr pretty gangster, yeah. right? Because yeah. what it does is you're essentially taking away the customer's negotiating power. Right, what are you worried about? Yeah, and when you're taking away that customer's negotiating power before they've even made a choice, mm -hmm. that's, funda that's, that's fundamentally dishonest. Yes. And as a business owner, you wanna make the most appropriate choice for your business
as to the financing. And so once you've sent in money to a company that hasn't given you a real approval, they are going to hold your money hostage. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's only a couple thousand dollars in most cases, but I've been in the same boat as a lot of business owners. When you're starting up, a couple thousand dollars is a lot of money. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, you know, um, we look at that approach as, you know, quite frankly, it's, it's weak in my opinion. Uh, that's, that means that you don't have enough confidence in your ability to provide the customer what they want so that the customer will willingly accept it. Instead, um, you have to make this like roundabout offer, but like, you know, dangle a carrot, you need to send me some money in order for me to go get, in, in order for me to maybe get this for you. Maybe you'll get lucky. Maybe I'll get you this approval. Yeah, and in fact, here's where it can get really tricky. We had an employee maybe five years ago or so who, who left us to go, go, go to graduate school, but mm -hmm. he was at a company where the company would actually quote sometimes 0% rates right. or negative rates in order to collect the first and last payment just to take the deal off the street. And that's terrible. That means I am a thief. That is what that means. Right, right. He was so glad that he found us because he was just done with that and done with the industry because of this is how a lot of uh, companies are unfortunately run. Yeah. Right? Which is, um, you know, do whatever you do, do whatever you can do to close the deal. Um, don't worry about the repercussions because we're going to get paid. And, um, it's pretty rough, but we, we do see this a lot. We see, um, you know, we'll, we'll work a deal with a client and the customer will be, we'll, we'll talk about how, you know, they're nervous to give us a social even to even complete the application because of what had happened at one of our competitors, right? Um, they lost a couple thousand dollars. Uh, you know, the other sales rep won't call them back. They're just sitting there. They're just trying to buy equipment so that they can grow their business and support their families. And what's happening, they're getting ripped off. Absolutely. Tip number four, mm -hmm. you're gonna wanna look for if the company's marketing materials or if their, their website, because marketing materials these days pretty much is the website. Yeah. Uh, and well, the so, there's social media too, but are they just a sales brochure or are they providing real information? And here's what I mean by that. I did a quick Google search before we started the podcast okay. uh, for, I just typed in dump truck financing. And one of the headlines that a company had was dump truck financing from three and a half percent. Well, number one. Was that a bank? No. Okay. No, it was, it was a charlatan, right? Yeah. Because number one, you can't even get a home mortgage for three and a half percent right now. Nobody, nobody on the planet so you mean a depreciating asset with wheels that falls apart after 20 years, that's not gonna be cheaper than a house? Right. Okay, got it. Right, absolutely not. Um, but more importantly, even that doesn't matter because only quoting one rate means that you are lying because there are there's a large pool of potential applicants right. ranging from startup businesses to businesses that have been in business 20 years and have perfect credit to your your t your small business owner that hell has that let's face it as a small business owner every once in a while you're going to have a hiccup and may have a, a a couple of things 
on the credit that aren't perfect, but still is a, a decent business that you'd want to lend to. Right. Um, but it's not going to get three. Well, nobody's going to get three and a half. I mean, that's just a terrible thing to say. Mm -hmm. um, but more importantly, that and, and that that's from the ad. But if you go to the company's website, what is it actually? Do they give you real information, or are they going to have a calculator that, only, that spits out the same rate no matter what you put in? That's not a company to trust. So what you're telling me is that a lot of what you're seeing out there with regards to marketing just happens to be um, companies that are telling you only things that they can do, but they, they may not even be able to do them. So yeah, here's the thing, right? If I'm online selling t-shirts, yeah. what I say really isn't that important. Hopefully, the, like if I do it, I'd do like funny t-shirts and they make you laugh. So it's already telling you everything you need to know. Right. But here we're talking about your money and making the wrong decision can have a negative impact on your business. So if I'm not being transparent with people, telling them the whole truth and telling them not only all the positives about our product, but they better know the negatives too. Yeah. If I'm not doing that, I'm being a bad corporate citizen and there's no way around that. Mm -hmm. If you are not willing to tell somebody the whole truth about your product and where it might be appropriate and where it might not be appropriate, you're better off not having a website. Now, you won't get any leads from the internet if you don't have a website, but you have to live with yourself. You have to be able to sleep at night. And I don't know how somebody that only tells people the positives of a product that can affect their financial health actually sleeps at night. Because this is a product that can affect your financial health, yeah. and it's often not just the person you're ripping off, it's their employees too. Right. If you're not willing to tell somebody the whole truth on your website, you'd be a better person just not to have a website. If you need to use smoke and mirrors to get business, you're just not a nice person. And, you, and if you're watching this and you're a business, yeah, you should do business with nice people. This is our last tip, but this one's actually pretty important and something not a lot of business owners or not a lot of anyone knows. You shouldn't just look at the company's reviews. You should go to sites like Glassdoor or Indeed.com mm -hmm. and look at the company pages and see what the employees are saying about it because reviews can be manipulated and employee reviews can be manipulated too. But if you see a lot of employees talking about how they had to take a shower after being at work. Yes, there's a lot of that. There is a lot of that. And I was, I, we actually, we did some research for the, I was surprised uh -huh. at how many companies there were where folks had gone to work at that company and they just, after a couple of weeks from their reviews, felt sound like they felt pretty icky about the whole place. Yeah. If you're considering working with a company and you look at what the employees are saying, and it sounds like nobody liked working there because they were stealing from people or they expected you to be less than honest, that's a pretty good red flag that maybe this isn't the right company for you to be working with. When you were looking around on the internet, did you see our employees writing stuff about us? Yeah, I actually I did, and I was pleasantly surprised. Okay, because there's Good. Uh, on Indeed, we don't have a Glassdoor page. We should probably set one up. But there was we we have an employer page on Indeed.com, which is where 
the vast majority of people go to if they're looking for a job these days is Indeed. And we have 15 reviews, and none of them said bad stuff about us. The worst thing anyone said about working here was they don't like how early we start work. No, I don't either. Yeah. Challenges of being on the West Coast. <laughs> totally. So I know, Chet, you, you had made some comments about something you saw when you looked at the employee reviews from one of our competitors. What did you see? Yeah, I did, actually. Um, there was, uh, again, I, I, I kind of just, you know, there's going to see some good reviews, a lot of good reviews. You're going to see, you, you could tell, like, uh, you know, a company might have been like, oh, my God, everybody, we need you to go and write a review. And then you can tell when people are being honest, right? When they're picking up on specific things that they love about the business. Um, the negative reviews that I saw were, were pretty interesting. Again, same type of a thing. Um, they kind of followed a, a similar path where, you know, uh, many employees at a specific company were talking about how they were told to lie to their customers. They never know if they're going to have a job the next day. The, um, the ownership clearly doesn't care about the new people that are coming in. I mean, these are the, the future of the organization are, are saying that they're telling us to lie. We're not important. Do whatever you have to do. Hit your numbers or you're going to get fired real fast. Start walking. And, um, and these are people that this company is entrusting to not only maintain, but to help grow the business on a going forward basis. Yeah, and that's not who you want to give your social security number to. No, no, really not. No, um, you know it can get it can get pretty nasty. I was, uh, you know, we had both gone through and read um, reviews of companies, um, but when we started digging in on the employees, I thought it was really interesting um, that some of the people that I know that had worked at different organizations had said these things, and other employees are saying the exact same thing. Um, it, it's just a, it really tells you about the culture of the company that you're potentially doing business with right there, right? Right. And you probably don't want to do business with a company that has a gangster culture. You really, unless you're a gangster. If you are, you don't come here. That's fine. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully these tips will help you if you ever need to find a company to finance equipment for your business. In the show notes, we're going to leave a link to both our Trustpilot as well as our Indeed reviews and what our employees are saying. But I have a big ask. We came up with a number of show ideas in a big brainstorming session, but it would be even more valuable to know what you think would be a good show or podcast topic to cover. So on our podcast page, there's a little form that you can fill out for an idea. Uh, if you have an idea, if there's anything you would like us to talk about, we'd be happy to do that, and we'd be very thankful. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for watching or listening. If you're listening through a podcast app, we would love it if you would be so kind as to leave a review. If you are watching this on YouTube, it would mean the world to us if you left a comment or gave us a big thumbs up. And lastly, if you're looking at us on the website, if you would let us know an episode that's of interest to you, that would be fantastic.